my 60th birthday, which was just four years ago, or three and a half, I guess, um, two of my close friends bought me a pair of tap shoes. Wow. No, no lessons, just the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they said they would help me find lessons, but basically for my birthday at this huge party that I threw for myself, they presented me with this gift I could not have guessed in a million years. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal list. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. So today, my guest is Kansi Javier. Did I say that right? Yes, he did. Awesome, Kansi. Um, and Kansi describes herself as healthy, conscientious, curious, and grateful. Kansi, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for asking me. So let's get right into it. What item are you crossing off your list? Tap dancing. You were learning to tap dance. And, <laughs> and what made you want to put this on your list in the first place? My mother was a tap dancer in her youth, and our favorite tap dancers were Fred and Ginger, mm. and uh, I used to fake it doing it when I was on stage performing in amateur theater, and I finally got to do the real thing. So, Kansi, can you tell me, you know, you said your, your mom was a professional dancer, and then what was that like in the household, in your home, and how did, how did that dancing affect you and the rest of the kids in your family, and what was your mom like when she was doing this dancing? Okay, so my mom and dad started having children kind of late in life. She was in her 40s, he was in his early 50s, actually, and um but I do recall um, she was a, a, a playground assistant at the elementary school where we went. And one day I came home and she had a broken leg. Mm. And it was because she was showing the kids and she stood at four, eight, mind you. So often <laughs> we'd try to look for her, you know, and we couldn't find her because all the kids were either taller or just tall. But anyway, she the the story is is that she was trying to teach them an Irish jig, hmm. and she fell and broke her leg. So that and sounds when I was like you know eight nine ten something like that. It sounded like she had a lot of joy. Was that infectious with the rest of the family? Definitely, definitely. I think that's what you know kind of fed my brother's you know um, uh, performance art ability you know and just being comfortable in the crowd and you know my brother uh, my oldest brother nick actually had a um, game show that he took to corporate events as huh. like instead of just a you know dance party it became more than that he was like mr entertainer so uh yeah and my youngest brother followed in his footsteps somewhat and uh so I just think it was kind of in our blood. 
And so you didn't have any formal, even though your mom, she didn't give you formal lessons or give you any lessons. You just kind of were in the wings watching and seeing it and watch. Did she enjoy it? Was she happy with well, it? Actually, she passed away when I was 11. Okay. She uh, did all her dancing before she was married, but she would talk about it. And we watched some old movies together in my nice. childhood. Interesting. That's really cool. So how long has this been on your list that you've wanted to learn how to tap? For as long as I can remember, because uh, like I say, we loved Fred and Ginger and uh, yeah, it was just, it's been a lifelong dream of mine. So what caused you at this point to try to decide that, okay, now I'm, I don't want to even try to guess your age. I know that's not a good game to play. Um, but what, why now? Why, what moved you to like say, okay, now's the time I'm going to go out here and I'm going to intentionally cross this off my list. It's a pretty simple answer. Uh, on my 60th birthday, which was just four years ago or three and a half, I guess. Um, two of my close friends bought me a pair of tap shoes. Wow. No, no lessons, just the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they said they would help me find lessons, but basically for my birthday at this huge party that I threw for myself, they presented me with this gift. I could not have guessed in a million years, but so, I guess they were listening. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, so this is something that you, you talked about with people obviously for them to know that much about you to, to get that present. Is it, is it something that you, when you talked about it, were you regretting not doing it? Were you, was it just conversations about your mom? How did the, how do you think they picked up on that, on that desire? Okay. Well, one friend actually is a dancer. Um, she mm. took tango lessons. And um, when we started our friendship, basically we talked about things that we had in common and, um, performing or dancing was one of them although I didn't I had never done uh, tap dancing but apparently I did talk about it because part of getting to know someone is talking about their childhood sure. and stuff so I'm sure I mentioned it wow that's great that they well, I was just talking with my sister a couple of minutes <laughs> ago about you know knowing people is is allowing them to feel like they belong and yes. then really hearing and listening to people and knowing what is going on in their lives is so vital and important, especially these days. We were talking before the show and we yeah. both are going through some grieving and, and some hardship um, with family and, and illness and stuff. And it, to know those things and not just not just hear them, but, but remember them. Um, that's a really powerful statement, I think, on you as well, not just your friends, but on you, that they wanted to remember that, right? That, I, yeah, that's why I'm grateful. I mean... They really wanted to get to know me and I wanted to get to know them. And so, yeah, we share intimate uh, details, you know, and that was one that they remembered. <laughs> that is, I think that's really awesome. And when you see those friends again, please tell them I said so or make sure that they listen to this because I think that's absolutely um, incredible. So, so you said, so you outed yourself and you gave your age. What was the scariest thing for you? Not that there needs to be, it's probably scary any age to, to want to try to learn how to tap dance. But, but what was the scariest thing for you? Okay, so the scariest thing, now that I think about it more, is um, around this age, a lot of people worry about their bone density and, you know, mm. general health. And 
I took the chance that, you know, with the proper uh, teaching and, um, you know, that I have, you know, continued to exercise throughout my life and I do yoga every morning, um, that I would be in good enough shape to not um, run the risk of injuring myself. But that would have been that that was probably the, the scariest thing about it was, should I should I do this mm -hmm. at my age? And I know that, you know, 63 is the new 40 or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I just trusted. I just really trusted. When you decided you were going to do it and you found someplace to take the lessons, were there recommendations that they gave you as far as helping yourself get physically prepared to do it? Or is there anything you do besides the yoga? Is there anything you do besides that to help yourself do it? I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be physical exercise just in itself. Um, it was great. It was, it was calisthenic and um, cardio. Um, they didn't really mention anything about, you know, how you take care of yourself. Although they did always, you know, start the class with some stretching and, you know, prepping before we got into the, the steps and uh, uh, the routine which I continue to practice, even though we've already had our performance. So you, so you did have an outcome that wasn't, you learned the steps and you had a performance. Did you, did you share that with people? Did you share that with your friends that got you the shoes? I sure did. Yep. They were the first two uh, that I invited because we were only allowed to uh, invite two people because of the COVID restrictions at the uh. building that um, the venue is, it was in. And, uh, and I've shared the videos with them oh, nice. and told them profusely how grateful I was, you know, that they gave me this opportunity because I wouldn't have pursued it without the shoes. So it took them, it took them to kind of nudge you along to do it. It was that encouragement by the gift that they believed in me enough to, mm. you know, say that here, you know, I, I know this, about you and uh it was an encouragement and uh those are the kind of gifts i think that stay with you is sure. the ones that can take you into the future and you know not that all gifts aren't special because they are um but that one really reached back into my history as well and as my present and future and so you you took some lessons and you did a performance. Is there, are you continuing on? Like are you moving up the scale as far as difficulty oh. goes? <laughs> I am still a beginner, believe me. Yeah. I have only had twelve weeks of, of classes, and they were by no means intermediate or advanced. So uh, completely beginner and adult beginner. Um, and yes, I I am pursuing other studios and more opportunities. You bet. That's a commitment. Twelve weeks is a long time for any. I think anything these days to to commit um, and following <laughs> through on for sure. Um, so, what was the what was the easiest or funnest thing about doing it? Oh gosh, just finally learning the correct steps. Because, like I mentioned, I used to fake tap when I was performing <laughs> in an amateur troupe of just you know vaudeville style uh, musicals and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was one time that I the script called for somebody to tap dance across the stage and I said oh I can fake that if, if they if you want me to and the director said yeah go for it and I was rehearsing it and I overheard one of the tech people go wow 
She can sing. She can <laughs> act. And she can tap. Oh, my God. And I was Triple totally, <laughs> totally just faking the, 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 the tap uh, steps across the stage. It was so funny to me. But anyway, it felt really, really gratifying to finally mm. actually learn the names of the steps and the actual steps and then to actually, yeah, have a, have a recital. That's yeah, cool. Was, yeah, it was yeah. wonderful. So has there been a, a benefit that you didn't expect or an outcome you didn't expect when you first put it on your list or when you said, okay, I'm going to cross it off my list? Is there something that took place that you were like, wow, I wasn't expecting that to happen? Yes, that I could actually do some of the steps from faking it over the years. <laughs> <laughs> that you have been doing some of the steps correctly or that, or that, you, that now you could do them? Just from watching movies oh, and yeah. television shows, you know, I, I apparently picked some actual skill up. I just didn't know what they were called. <laughs> so, I took the so yeah, one teacher actually said, wow, you can do that step and not that step. That's amazing. So, <laughs> That's great. I took it as a compliment. Sure, most definitely. <laughs> if you met somebody... Um, and told them your story and they said, oh, I, I have tap dancing on my list too. What <laughs> advice would you give them? What would you like, was there one thing you say, oh, when you start tapping, you need to make sure you do X. Oh gosh. Um, do it now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do it at the first opportunity you can um, because I just didn't know how great it would feel to be moving like that again because I was a cheerleader when I was in my um, high school and I was very athletic but then as the years took its course you know got more sedentary um, but always you know stayed active in some way and so to actually to have achieved this and and done it and actually performed it that's I had no idea how how great it would really feel to accomplish it. If, if you could, could you tell us where you took your tap lessons and maybe a little bit of how you got engaged in them with that, with why you picked that group? I'll plug them right now. This is uh, the Northwest Dance Arts uh, Studio in Bothell. Bothell, Washington. Yes, sir. Bothell, Washington. Did you want me to say the address too? Yeah, you can if you like. I'll put okay. it in the I'll put it in the show notes so that people can find it if they live in the area. It's located in the Logston building at 10127 Main Place, Suite B is in Bravo, Bothell, Washington. And uh, it's owned by uh, a really sweet woman named Sharon. I can't remember her last name, but uh, yeah, she hires great teachers and uh, it's for all ages. And why do you pick them? Well, you know, to tell you the truth, it was because they were close enough and affordable. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> those... Oh, and, and a really good friend of mine, a different friend, um, uh, told me about it. And she knows the owner. Nice. And uh, so I, try, I really kind of live on referrals from sure. my friend. So I really trusted that. And I had a wonderful time. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Your yoga practice, I'm very curious about this. Do you feel, did you start that when you started the, or the tap dancing or is this something you had already been doing? 
I've been doing yoga in the mornings for how old am I? Uh, probably forty years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so, do you think that that did you find a, a lot of benefit and crossover oh, yes. between the two? And what was that like? I had an aunt who did yoga and stretching exercises mm. uh, when I was a teenager, and uh, I just always thought they were a waste of time. And she looked silly doing it and all that. Well guess what you know i learned the benefits of them from you know teachers and um spiritual leaders uh, in my life that i followed and i find it very calming and soothing but also very health health supporting because it, it helps me stay limber right which would be pretty important for tap dance i'm sure very important yes yes so before we go, what is uh, the next thing that you want to cross off your list? <laughs> I've been thinking about that because actually the way my life has worked out is I do these amazing things uh, and I, didn't, I don't realize that they're a bucket list type of thing until I do them. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I've always wanted to do that. So um, I've flown in a glider. I've, you know, flown, uh, had a... I love flying, um, even went to indoor skydiving and uh, not that I want to do outdoor skydiving or real right. life. Um, I've been in a hot air balloon. I love flying every chance I can get. Uh, my daughter lives out of state, so I go and visit her. But I'm trying to think I've even, you know, I've performed weddings. I'm an efficient. I've preached. Um, I don't have a ministry degree, but, um, oh, well, I would like to go to Greece. Okay. Why yeah. Greece? You know, I, I, I hope I'm not wrong, but I've always thought of Greece, of course, as the seat of civilization. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they go way back, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Um, but to be among the ruins where, you know, intelligent thought and philosophy started and oh I, I've always been a fan of Greek um, uh, uh, not astrology but um, well, I am that too mythology yes mm -hmm. thank you um, just to be in that energy um, mm. is what I'd love to do and experience I mean I've been to Sedona which is very you know uh, vortex oriented and stuff and meditated and you know i i just that's that's the one thing i'd really really love to cross off my list is to go to experience greece okay well besides that what's the what's something on that you think you might like to do that is completely different than tap dancing and traveling to greece what's something yeah. i mean skydiving is completely different but what's something that you might like to do that's completely different right Gosh, that was the only thing I could come up with when I was thinking about <laughs> the question. Um, you know, I really loved um, snorkeling when I went to Puerto Vallarta. Mm. Um, I think that would be something completely different because I'm not a strong swimmer. In fact, I took swimming lessons when I moved here 30 years ago because I wanted to be more confident around the water because sure. I grew up in the desert in Arizona <laughs> and, um, and I did, I took, I took swimming lessons when I was an adult, but uh, 
Yeah, I think I'd like to explore more of that in a what, deeper what, way. Yeah, what was it about it when you did it that like kind of caught your attention oh. or like, oh, this is really why, why, what I'd love to do again? Or Yeah, like, there was something about the, it's like, an, well, it is, it's another world. It's mm. literally to me, another atmosphere, another, a completely different uh, plane of existence where, you know, body weight, doesn't really matter kind of like being in space i imagine um but that kind of thing oh that'd be it that would be it i would love to to experience zero gravity mm. okay <laughs> that's it <laughs> why that why zero gravity there's just something i think about it being completely freeing mm. like you're not even constrained by gravity when you're floating in the in the air or the the atmosphere or the lack of atmosphere i don't know how you would say it i'm not a scientific person but uh yeah i would love to experience weightlessness and i think water is the closest we can do on earth sure awesome those are great uh, suggestions great things to have on your list i hope you get to do them Thank uh you. well Kansi, i really appreciate you telling your story um, it's very inspiring. And I, I love hearing when people take up something that, especially over that period of time, um, that you finally did it. I think that's great. And um, I wish you all the best. And, and I hope you get to feel that weightlessness that you're looking for. Thank you so much, Roger. It's been a real pleasure. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list. Thank you.